Welcome to the May 20th edition of Silver Screen Previews. I'm your host, Rob Martin. And as we do this show on Instagram Live, we also invite you to check out the Silver Screen Previews podcast, which is on Spotify and Buzzsprout. I'm your host, Rob Martin, as I mentioned before. And on the other side of the aisle, we welcome returning co-host, it's Caitlin Skinner. Welcome back, Caitlin. Hello. Thanks for having me tonight. We're talking about the second installment of the Downton Abbey film series. This is called A New Era. So what did you think about it? Well, you know, I love a good Maggie Smith movie, so I was super excited to see how this played out. Now, I'm, I will admit that I'm not a Downton Abbey um, TV. I hadn't watched that, so I was really intrigued to see how it would go. And the scenery is absolutely gorgeous. You love that old English, you know, the castles and the old-style costumes, and everybody is done up fancy so that was really beautiful to see um i did wonder like what they all did that they just got to sit around and hang out in this beautiful scenery all the time Um, i didn't see anybody working so obviously they're all wealthy (laughs) sounds like a good gig to me but you know it had a really super slow slow start (laughs) and so i found it really hard to kind of follow Mm. Um, and there seemed to be Once they kind of saw the twist of going to find out the mystery of the French villa and what the grandmother was up to back in her heyday, there were quite a few plots to follow, almost, you know, two or three going on at the same time. And um, I wasn't as impressed with how that all went. And really, it was just because it was slow. So there was finally a kind of an intriguing twist that happened. But it took about, I think I was at like minute 50, 51, when that finally sparked my interest again to kind of pay attention. And even the cinematography, like the jumping back and forth from one plot to back to the main home was hard to follow. It seemed kind of choppy to Mm -hmm. me. The plots were almost too separate. Like they didn't mesh well together, in my opinion. Towards the end, now I will say it kind of came back around a little bit at the end. And there were some sweet life lessons that, you know, good old Maggie Smith pulled out in the end (laughs) and some really super (laughs) sweet moments. And I will say, I was shocked by some of the relationships mm. that went on in this film, uh, especially for the time that it was set in. So I was uh, bravo to them for including all these different kind of relationships in there. But yeah, I just based on the fact that it was so slow in the in the double plot didn't really mesh well together, in my opinion. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. All right, so a thumbs down from Caitlin Skinner, our co-host this week on Silver Screen Previews. That is uh, definitely not a recommendation. Too complicated, too messy, too much going on. Do I agree with you? I agree with you on some of those respects, uh, but in the end, I think that people have to go into this movie uh, seeing the TV series or watching the first movie, or at least uh, season five of of Downton Abbey. Watch that before you even think about watching this movie. Because if you don't, you go in blind, you're not going to know what the hell's going on here. It's pretty simple. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I've heard really great hype about the TV show, and I think maybe if I knew the characters better that I would have been able to follow along a little bit more with the development of them, Um, but as a 
first time viewer, it was too slow. Too slow. Well, you know, I, I disagree with you on that fact because th- th- there's so much going on that it captures your imagination. It's like, okay, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? It's a soap opera. That's what it basically yes. boils down to. People have to understand that. This is not, think of it this kind of like a superhero's bonanza, but in the uh, soap opera world with an English uh, slant to it, you know? Right. That's what I'm kind of like going on here talking about this film, uh, Downton Abbey, uh, a new era. Now, Maggie Smith is cr- tremendous. I think that she, what she does here is save the film. You have yeah. Michelle Dockery, of course, She, you know, as Lady Mary. You have to take into consideration the great acting that she does, too. Now, the... the- yeah, Laura Laura Haddock, you know, is the key to this film, I thought. Because if it wasn't for her character, many of the other plots would not have worked. Kind of like tying it all together. The French, you know, going to France and the whole uh, relationships thing there, that works, that's fine. That adds to it. If you put it together and think of it in, in the reference of another TV series that became a movie series, uh, you know, Sex and the City. And how well that turned out for the series and the first movie, but then in the second movie, things dropped off dramatically as far as quality goes. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, I there are very few movies that pull off a second or a third very well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like when you're done with that first movie, you're wanting more, but it's almost better if it leaves it up to your imagination where you can kind of take the characters wherever you wanted them to and the second one tends to be a letdown. But um, again, I mean, I could see where you're going with this and with all of the plot twists and there were there were a couple great characters as you said that did and phenomenal acting there were lots of pieces I did I did kind of teeter because in the end like I said it kind of brought me back yeah but just overall not seeing so if you haven't I like your recommendation if you haven't seen the tv show or the first one definitely that's a great place to start because there are some great actors in this yeah Uh, but as a first timer it just didn't keep my interest you know the full reverse of this would be Stargate. Remember, Stargate was first a movie and then became the TV series and it worked perfectly. So I would say that is the example of success, not Sex and the City. And here with Downton Abbey, it it is minimal, but is average. But for me, it's a passing grade just because of the great acting. It overrides the boredom or the uh, monotonous uh, tone or, or pace of the film. So thumbs up. Right. A uh, thumbs down from Caitlin Skinner on uh, Downtown Abbey, A New Era. So let's move on. Our second film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is A Perfect Pairing. Now, A Perfect Pairing is, what would you say, a full Netflix uh, conglomerate film. Uh, It stars Victoria Justice, uh, Adam Demos, an L.A. wine company executive, travels to an Australian sheep station to land a major client. There she ends up working as a ranch hand and sparking with a rugged local. So I think... Yeah, this is a film clip from uh, A Perfect Pairing. Uh, It's on Netflix yesterday, right here, on uh, Silver Screen Previews. Ah, The Flames of Love. Uh, Kaylin Skinner. This is A Perfect Pairing on Netflix. All right, your evaluation of this film. Yes, well, you chose a nice, heated, juicy moment there to share uh, tonight (laughs) in that film. (laughs) When I saw just the preview at the very beginning, it warmed my heart. I am a total fan of like Nicholas Sparks books and all of the books that have turned into movies where it, you know, it's a very cliche girl chick flick. 
you know, it's mm-hmm. a romance. It's got a great storyline that's cheesy, but also has, in my opinion, all of the characters were really well done. Every single character that was included in this film, they yes. did a nice job developing. So it, right. there were extra plus characters. Everybody had a purpose for being on screen. Pieces of dialogue mm-hmm. had, you know, it was very wholesome. You threw in that that heated lip scene. There's a where, you know, the Victoria Justice uh, catches, let's see, Adam Demos thrown out, fills a hay on the wagon. Of course, he's shirtless, and that catches her attention, and it would catch the attention of many viewers, I believe. Um, Some, yes. But, Not uh, me, though. Not me. Yeah. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, many viewers. Yeah. Maybe not all, but like I said, <laughs> so this was a very easy film to watch. Uh, mm. I felt like being that you know what's going to happen, it's really nice to see. So, and for me personally, at least with the way that my kids' ages are right now, they well, I've watched all of the Victoria Justice and her TV show um, right. when she was a little bit younger. So it was nice to develop into a more mature role, and I thought that she pulled it off very well. So overall for me, I am going to give it a thumbs up. All right, so a thumbs up from Caitlin Skinner on A Perfect Pairing. I, on the other hand, have many issues with this movie. Besides the fact that charm, uh, Victoria Justice is charming. She's great. Adam Dima's, yeah, good actor. Uh, very enticing. Very uh, lovely. They, they both make a perfect pairing on the screen, visually. Now, there's a lot of great cinematography here. You have to try and put aside some of the virtue signaling BS that's going on in this movie a lot. Uh, it is a problem because it tries to override the store or cloud what's going on between the romance between the first two characters the lead characters it, it just uh, doesn't make any sense just shoving it in this it, it looks like it's forced and people will know what I'm talking about when they see the film so yeah I think that's just totally unnecessary it's just wrong to put it into the script and to execute it in a way that it just completely dishevels the film and, and just throws it off course in many different ways uh psychologically I saw that one bar scene and it had to be the fakest bar scene fight in the history of movies ever would you agree I would Yeah, people will think, okay, what's the question here? The question is, does she end up with the guy or not? Are they going to end up happily ever after or not? Do you know the answer to this already? Then don't watch it. <laughs> because you, it, it takes to watch the movie in order to understand, you know what, maybe he was on track with some of the things here. Uh, Rob, we agree with you. Or Rob, we hate you. What the hell are you talking about, Rob? But, you know, come at me next show, whatever. I mean, but I'm trying to make the point. Alright, so basically for, for Caitlin Skinner, this movie is a complete fluffy big pillow you can put on your head, right? And rest it. Right. Alright, there right. we go. Yeah. I think Justice should stop doing these kind of films where the plot is too simple. She needs something more challenging, something more complex in order to take her to the next level. I, I see here that she's she got the opportunity to do the movie and she did fine. Adam Demos, fine. It's just the rest of the script uh, messes the entire movie up, I thought. Not enough <laughs> substance. Uh, and this is... You know, this is also a, a, a big strike against uh, Netflix, which has been going through a ton of problems lately, as everybody knows in the news. And this is just yeah. another movie that you can toss into that box of, like, why people are turning and tuning Netflix off in the first
first place. A loss of over 200,000 subscribers in the past year. The numbers don't lie, people. That's what's going on here. So in, I guess in finality, a perfect pairing should have been a perfect separation because it gets a thumbs down from me. <laughs> well, clearly it's a separation between us because we don't see eye to eye here. <laughs> That's the idea. The idea is that you maybe have you different needed, opinions. Yeah, maybe you needed to drink more wine when you watched it, Rob. All right, we agree to disagree on that one, so that's a perfect pairing. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Cordelia. Now, Cordelia is rated R, I guess in technical terms, because of the uh, the subject matter. There is nothing simple about Cordelia. It's a mystery thriller, thriller directed by Adrian Shergold. It's on Voodoo in iTunes uh, today. It stars uh, Antonia Campbell-Hughes, Johnny Flynn, Catherine McCormick. Cordelia, a troubled soul, strikes up a friendship with Frank, the charming young man, a relationship which quickly becomes very disturbing. Now, here's a uh, clip from Cordelia. All right, it's always fun when you find a stranger hanging out in your living room sitting down looking at you, huh? What, what would you say, uh, Kate yeah. Skinner? <laughs> well, clarify this for me. When I was doing a little research, I found, was this released already in the UK a couple that, of years ago? That is correct. Okay. They were waiting okay. for the uh, U.S. green light to be released here in the States. So, yes, this was produced okay. in, uh, I think, uh, early 19, then released. And then because of the pandemic, everything got shut down. And this put was put into the... The, uh, holding pattern release uh, box until now and now it's been released so yes go ahead continue oh no yeah so i mean definitely intriguing in the beginning kind of setting up everything set in london so it was interesting to look at lots of mystery like things going on but it kept like setting i kept waiting for this climax to happen and mm. it just set you up and to me you could tell like this was definitely a twisted psychological thriller with some sexual layers and tension going on and the mystery of not knowing what exactly was happening you know, they kind of stretch it out for a long time before you find out what her traumatic experience was like why does she move in with her sister her twin sister who she plays both roles so I did feel like Antonia Campbell Hughes did a nice job playing both roles I always think that's really interesting mm -hmm. to see actors do and I think that the way the director and the director of photography how they edited it all together was really smooth um, and so it's always impressive to me where they can put two characters that are playing being played by one person in the same scene and make it look like it's happening all at the same time so I feel like that was really well done and the mystery of like not knowing exactly what was real and what was in her head was intriguing but again it just like I was expecting more pop or mm. that they were leading up to it was also kind of a really slow start there's one scene that I can't give away because it would give away too much <laughs> but the dialogue in that was awful <laughs> it sounded like I don't know a second or third grader saying what was going on uh, do you know what I'm talking about yes I know exactly okay. what, what scene you're talking about continue you know in the way that it ended it just sometimes it's great to end with lots of questions and leave all this up to your imagination but mm -hmm. it was more than questions I feel like it ended with I felt like it ended with confusion for me like just what what happened what what happened here? So, for me, an overall thumbs down. Thumbs down from Caitlin Skinner on uh, Cordelia. Cordelia is naturally a rated R film that want to watch this. You can check it out on Vudu and uh, iTunes, I believe. Yes, make sure. 
Yes, uh, it's out today on streaming platforms. My take on Cordelia. Look, this was a strong film. It was also very wicked. If you put together a script and you know you want to go different directions, it makes it look like it's very Hitchcockian. You know, Alfred Hitchcock. The way the style, the way it's shot, the cinematography, and the tension building, which is so key here, because it kind of starts with a slow, um, you know, kindling of a fire, and then you start sitting, putting things together, because the question is, who is the person calling her? Is this person a stranger? Because you're introduced to many different possible people in the beginning, in the first act, and that's good, because that leads you on as a viewer to want to watch more, to want to see more, to want to see exactly where the character uh, of Cordelia is going, and I think the tension building is good here. It, it, it works really well. The upstairs cellist uh, character, who is the who sort of becomes like the love interest of of uh, from him to her, and then her to him. Uh, there is that little interest in there that just goes throughout the entire film. I think that uh, where this film could have gone better is going into Cordelia's past. Why does she have post traumatic stress disorder? And maybe that was why you know they they left that out of the script for the fact of maybe we give away too much and then we give away the ending of the story kind of but in the end i think the third act was excellent they did a good job you you expected a pop i didn't expect the way it was done at the end which was like okay that's interesting and like is it logical hmm very interesting <laughs> so i leave it to the viewer to put that together watch for yourself cordelia it's out today on voodoo and itunes for your viewing pleasure here in the united states very good all right so uh, i gave it a thumbs up Solid thumbs up for Cordelia. And let's move forward. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Dakota. Now, Dakota is a kid's film. Yeah, but it's PG, as you would suspect. Directed by uh, Kirk Harris. It's out on uh, Voodoo, iTunes also today. Uh, it stars Abby Cornish, Lola Sultan, uh, Patrick Muldoon, and William Baldwin. A woman and her daughter find warmth and companionship when her late husband's combat dog comes to live on their farm. However, they must soon band together when a corrupt sheriff does whatever it takes to to get his hands on the family's land. I believe this is the uh, trailer. It's Dakota. All right, so that's Dakota out today on Voodoo and iTunes. Caitlin Skinner, your opinion on this. Okay, so first of all, you most definitely have to go into it with the lens that it's a kid's movie. It's PG, because if you go in expecting something more than that, then I feel like you might be disappointed. Mm -hmm. But I put my mom goggles on, and I... First of all, it was interesting, especially because the movie Dog just came out with Channing Tatum, and to have a second movie coming out with another dog that's coming back from war with PTSD, right. who's lost his owner. I don't remember any other movies off the top of my head besides these two that have kind of looked through the lens of the animal, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people forget about, you know, the animals that go through all of the combat as well, so I enjoyed having that happen i feel like this is set in a really very small town in georgia so it's very quaint um you know they have volunteer everything abby cornish plays the mom in this role um she is you know a volunteer firefighter and she's running the farm and so she wears many many hats in this small town but i think that has a really nice charm to it yes. especially for kids movie and i really feel like lola sultan the the girl who played the daughter she did a she did a really nice job in my opinion you get what you expect out of uh william baldwin it's kind of you know it's just it's a, a nice little <laughs> grandpa character um 
At least one of the Baldwin brothers is doing something productive. Right. I mean, yeah. Just going to zip there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I really feel like kids would enjoy the the sheriff that's the bad guy. Very, he overacts the character. And yeah. in this case, because it is a kid's film, it works. Because I think kids will eat that up just because he over, he really goes after it. So, yeah, that is true. Uh, it's really cheesy, very hokey, old-fashioned. But it's also very wholesome and meant to be for kids. I think that it was beautifully shot. I feel like everything was really nice and smooth. The story was told well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were lots of layers. You know, there were a couple different twists. And then, like, right towards the end with maybe 30 minutes left, there was another twist that was thrown in there. So... It kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat all the way to the end of the story yes. um, to reel you back in. I think that the little treasure hunt that they have, you know, the way that they incorporate the relationship between the daughter and her father who's passed away is super sweet. You know, tugs on those heartstrings. And I wouldn't hesitate to let my kids watch it. I would say that there's probably an age ceiling, like, you know, maybe over 12 or 13, they would start to think it was a little too hokey, but under it, it wore my heart with like stories, um, you know, any other animal movies like Babe or Charlotte's Web that they turn into a, a movie with, you know, the farm animals and just good adventure. Um, it is something that you would enjoy watching as a parent with your child. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, as a mom, thumbs up. Thumbs up from Caitlin Skinner on Dakota. This is a wonderful family film. Don't get it too twisted, people, because people say, like, well, you know, maybe it has some of this, maybe it has some of that. No, this is a really great, sanitized, you would say, yes, you know what, but it's a kid's movie. Kids will will, will gravitate toward this, obviously, because of the Belgian uh, Malino. It's just it's just what that kind of uh, warmth. You feel it through, going through the screen, the love for the animal. You know, it's just great. And all the rest of the farm animals uh, on that farm also, you find that out as well. It's really great to see uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, as I mentioned before, in this kind of role. Uh, this is kind of like the grandpa now. So, yeah, he added something very good here, uh, a sense of stature, a sense of a grandpa-ish kind of father figure. So that was nice to see. I think the story establishes the, the bad guy right from the start. There is no bones about it. You know who the bad guy is. So it's pretty pretty Absolutely. easy. Uh, Lola Sultan is terrific here. She just gravitates and sends off such a great radiation as far as uh, energy to the screen when she interacts with the dog. At the beginning, you see that kind of she's very hesitant, but then she gets into it because she realizes that that was her father's dog. And, you know, it works really well. I think that's great cinematography uh, added to this. Very good, easygoing script. Nothing wrong here. Uh, it brings attention to the PTSD for uh, for service animals and combat animals as well. So that's also a very good uh, thing in general. So eventually, in, in, in totality, I give it a thumbs up for Dakota. Go see it with your kids. All right, so let's do a quick recap of uh, this week's movies on Silver Screen Previews. First, we started with uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era. What did you think quickly there, uh, Caitlin? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. I gave it a thumbs up because of the great acting of Maggie Smith, and, um, and the whole cast is just great. Uh, a good continuation of the film. Kind of long, but it's passable. Yes, thumbs up. On the second movie, A Perfect Pairing, Caitlin? I give it a thumbs up because I feel like it was an easy watch and something to leave you smiling and great with a glass of wine. I gave it a thumbs down. Even though uh, Victoria Justice and Adam Demos, is, is, uh, they're very nice to look at. The script, unfortunately, went into different areas that uh, don't make any sense and just cloud the whole rest of the movie for myself. So I give it a thumbs down. Our third film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was Cordelia. Caitlin? 
thumbs down. It just, it ended with too many questions. Some of the dialogue was kind of corny. I was expecting more, so thumbs down overall. All right, I gave it a thumbs up to the contraire uh, based on the twist ending and how original it was. Different, but that's up to interpretation. But I gave it a thumbs up on that end. And our last film tonight was Dakota. Caitlin? Thumbs up. A great family movie. One that your kids will totally enjoy and you'll enjoy watching with them. Excellent. I agree. Considerably a 100%. A tremendous family film. Love. Uh, you gotta love the whole cast. And of course, Dakota, the dog. The Belgian uh, Malinois. Okay, so go check that out with your kids. Uh, a programming note. A uh, fact that join us not next week, but June 3rd, as we are off next weekend for the Memorial Day weekend. So enjoy with your family. We are back on the air on June 3rd, 11 p.m. Eastern on that Friday. So check us out then. Tomorrow night, we are doing Splatter Vision, our monthly horror-only uh, movie show. And that is with Jackie Toop. Join us for that also, 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, right here on Instagram Live. Before we leave, Caitlin, please give us your social media coordinates. So you can find me at the skinny. That's like Skinner without the R on Instagram or just Caitlin Skinner on Facebook. Uh, just enjoying life. Excellent. All right, so on behalf of Caitlin Skinner, I'm Rob Martin, and uh, join us on June 3rd. That's right. And until then, the balcony is closed. Thank you, and enjoy your weekend, everybody. Bye.